Hi, everybody. I'm Taylor Onion, and this is Power the Journey. As a reminder, we are continuing our student athlete development series for the next few weeks, which will have us releasing interviews with industry leaders. Each guest will share insights and information on how they approach student athlete development and why it's important in the landscape of college athletics. We have an all-star lineup, and I'm so excited to spend these next few weeks with you as a guest host on Power the Journey. We are powered by GamePlan with partners such as the NFL, NBA, Pac-12, and over 300 athletic organizations. GamePlan is the only all-in-one platform for total athlete development on and off the field. GamePlan is also the single largest community of student athletes seeking employment opportunities in the world. So whether you're an organization looking to create comprehensive e-learning education or an employer looking for your next star employee, ask yourself, did I GamePlan it? For more information, visit GamePlan at wearegameplan.com. That's wearegameplan.com. I am so excited to introduce today's guest to you. She is the Senior Associate Athletic Director for Student Athlete Development at Kansas University. She's got stops at Georgetown University, the University of Richmond, and Longwood University. She is a former student athlete, a former member of Israel's National Women's Soccer Team, and serves as a lead facilitator for the NCA Leadership Forum and NCA Leadership Academy Workshop. Dr. Maya, welcome. How are you? Great. Thank you so much uh, for having me and appreciate the kind introduction there. Absolutely. Well, I gave a very brief overview of all the things that you've kind of done to date, but I would love to, to start just by having you kind of take us through your journey to this point. Yeah. Thank, thank you again. Um, you know, I, I think when I think of um, where I am today, I think of how many things had to happen for me to be at this point. Um, how many people had to kind of pave the way um, for someone like me, uh, you know, a young woman from Israel to see kind of a brighter future through sports industry, um, come over. So I'm originally from Israel, born and raised in Israel, played a lot of different sports growing up, um, but not really having a lot of opportunity to play organized sports until um, the Israeli Soccer Federation decided to um, add a women's um, section to the federation and, you know, had had opportunities through that and had, you know, the chance to play on the Israeli national team, the U19 team and the women's national team. And then really was inspired by so much of what was happening in the United States with that, um, you know, with women's soccer and with the 99ers team. I think about that team a lot as impacting my life and my journey then to really wanting to come over to the US. Um, and fortunately, I had the opportunity to come over and be an international student athlete um, and come and play at Barry University, Division II institution that I was um, so excited to have the opportunity to, to play for. And you know, still a lot of mentors um, of mine are, are through that uh, time or through that connection. Um, but again, I, I think about kind of where I am today and how many people um, have supported me um, in, in a year where we're about to celebrate, you know, Title IX and 50 years for Title IX. Mm -hmm. um, that is so impactful. That has been so impactful on my life. Um, and the opportunity to work, you know, in this space, um, again, so many people had to kind of have a vision for supporting student athletes in a different way to identify needs um, of student athletes and the changing needs of student athletes. So I, I'm excited, you know, to, to get to talk to you and talk about this topic. But, um, you know, for me, it's been kind of grow. It's been a journey on my own 
um, and growing and learning and trying to figure out like, what are my passions and what are my strengths? And then what does the industry need? Like, what, where are the opportunities also? which I think has been, um, you know, a changing, like that, that by itself has been a changing landscape. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've been, again, just really lucky to have good people around me. Awesome. So at what point in that journey did you get into student athlete development? Yeah, you know, I, I think, and you, you know this maybe uh, better than a lot of people, I, I think student athlete development has really taken on different forms, starting with life skills. Um, as a student athlete myself, I participated in a life skills program and, you know, the, again, some, some vision from folks at the NCAA with Curtis Hallman being one of them, um, you know, now kind of back in the day, but it hasn't been that long ago, um, who had a vision for creating a structure around what does student athlete you know, support look like beyond just academic support. Um, so for me, I think that the more I worked in college athletics and really starting at Longwood, uh, the more opportunities I saw to say, hey, you know, to the athletic director at the time, uh, Troy Austin, and uh, my boss at the time, Michelle Meadows, who is now the AD there. Um, she was the SWA when I was there. Um, saw the opportunity to say, hey, can I support the student athlete advisory committee? I was a GA and uh, a student athlete involved in SAC. And I said, hey, can, can I support that? Is that something I can take on? Um, there was a leadership program that as an AD, uh, Troy Austin created. And I said, hey, can I support that? And I think the more I um, asked for those opportunities, the more I realized, hey, that was actually something that I was really passionate about. And I could see the value and the impact on the student athletes. Um, you know, and then at the University of Richmond, they were actually starting uh, a program. They wanted someone to come in and kind of pave the way and show, maybe create a vision and create a strategy around how we could do this. So I was the first person in a role that was really focused on student athlete development and leadership development specifically, which at the time really aligned nicely with, I was getting my doctorate and uh, we, we were just talking about your process here. Um, but at the time I was getting my doctorate in organizational leadership and it just, um, it matched up between what I was finding myself really, really kind of drawn to in terms of curiosities, questions. Um, but then in terms of professionally, I was finding that I, I was seeing a need to support student athletes in different ways. Um, and that kind of aligned, it, it, you know, it worked out well for me. Um, and I loved being at the University of Richmond and creating a program. And they actually just revamped that program. So like seeing, you know, leaving an institution and seeing what people do with the program, with programs is really cool. I think for, for the most part, it's really cool to see where people take things. Um, so that, that would be maybe, those would be a few moments that I realized also that there was a professional opportunity to work in this space where, you know, 15, 20 years ago, student athlete development wasn't a thing. We didn't, that wasn't language that we necessarily used. Um, so. Yeah. So at what point during, uh, during all of that, you know, you start to develop kind of student athlete development philosophy along the way, what drives, or what maybe even what part of the journey, uh, kind of drives your student athlete development philosophy as you're thinking of it today? Yeah, it's a really good question. You know, I think that when I think of what, first I ask myself a lot, like, what is our purpose? What is our role what is our purpose within this system that has a lot of support staff? There are a lot of people that are supporting student athletes. Um, so I asked myself a lot of questions around what is like, what is our, or my unique purpose and how can I fulfill 
the mission of the athletics department, the mission of the university through this purpose of student athlete development. So I think what guides my philosophy and when I think of my philosophy, I think that we have a really unique opportunity to support our student athletes um, in a way that accounts for their many identities, accounts for their many, many interests, accounts for their many curiosities and concerns. Um, and I, I think the way that I've approached that is by making sure that I invite people to, to be part of the journey. So it, making sure that I'm inviting coaches and staff. And when I say invite, that's not like a formal, hey, coach, will you please be part of this? But acknowledging that coaches are so influential in student athletes experience from the starting point when they're getting recruited to, um, you know, post-graduation where the team might be the main point of contact for um, graduates. So I think to me, it's also thinking about it as this is a team effort. We're going to do this together. Um, So in my role, I've found ways of trying to create kind of that vision and put, um, you know, put a structure around it, but then make sure that it's not about me, but it's about us doing this together and acknowledging the fact that like everybody in our athletics department um, is here to support our student athletes in different ways. Um, So from a student athlete development standpoint, finding ways of inviting people to be part of that journey, I think has been really critical for me. We talked to uh, Tori Neiman last week, a lot about intentionality in programming. Mm. And I think the, what you just described, inviting coaches in, right? Creating that level of investment outside of the student athletes, a lot of intentionality in that, that decision as well. Lots of, of themes I'm, I'm uh, imagining will be popping up over the next few weeks. So yeah, I can't, I can't wait to hear what Tori said. She, um, she's one of the best and so excited for her to be at Clemson and the work that she's doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So let's talk now a little bit about what you're doing at Kansas. Um, what are some of the pillars of the student athlete development programming there? What does it look like? Are you serving only student athletes, staff, both coaches, all the above what's going on at Kansas? Yeah. Th- thanks for asking. So I've been here um, now, not, not as long as I wish I was, uh, you know, in, in speaking with you, I've been here about a month. Um, but I, but I can give you an overview and, you know, I think that, um, even this is um, hopefully kind of a, a little peek into what people go through um, in this space as more and more opportunities in this career path are, are opening up. So I've been here about a month and um, the program, I came in for um, a, an amazing woman that retired, Jane Fulton. She retired after um, 11 years, um, 10, 10 or 11 years in this role. Um, she created a program. So she created KU Leads, which is a student athlete development program. Um, and really, this was, you know, 10, 11 years ago. And at the time, it was ahead of its time. It wasn't like every institution was thinking about, hey, let's create a leadership program. Let's support student athletes in this way. I think at the time, it was, you know, one of the first programs that was really put together, developed with um, a lot of intention, um, but then also a lot of resources with staff, with, um, you know, an adequate budget at the time. Um, and she did an amazing job putting together a framework that still exists. So in my role, I'm coming in and at this point, I'm, you know, assessing where we're at, where we've been trying to understand that and where we're at right now. Um, and also planning for where we're going to go because things have changed in terms of what our student athletes needs are and, uh, you know, what opportunities 
uh, student athletes find impactful or find valuable and, you know, what, what our coaches are seeing. But um, the, the pillars of the program, I would say, are some of them are similar to other pillars of pillars to, of program of other programs around the country in terms of focusing on career development, thinking about our community engagement and thinking about leadership training. I think the one thing that really, really stands out to me about this uh, program that I got really excited about when, you know, I was talking to Kansas and, and saw this as maybe an opportunity for me was uh, the focus on traditions and the focus on culture. So one of the, the things that we do as, a K, as KU leads is we create opportunities. So whether it's events or, um, you know, initiatives that teach and educate our incoming student athletes um, about the traditions and what it means to be a Jayhawk. And it's been really amazing to kind of see that, um, you know, outlined in the way that it is. So there, there are specific programs that incoming student athletes actually participate in. One of them is actually called Traditions Night, where you have different people speaking with the, stu- the incoming student athletes. So this is freshmen and transfers. The AD comes and speaks about, you know, what it means to be a Jayhawk student athlete. Um, and I think that's a really unique piece to what we do because it creates a real um, clear sense of not just expectations and kind of stands, standards of behavior, but um, like what this looks like for people and, and what the community of student athletes experience. And it gives a real sense of um, belonging as far as I'm concerned um, in the different uh, aspects that we do. So that's from freshman year to senior year, but there's a couple of different components um, with that that I just think are really, really neat and unique to the place, unique to you know, the University of Kansas, Kansas Athletics, Lawrence, um, and our student-athletes. So I, that, that would be one of the things that I would say is a highlight. I won't ask. So the next question uh, that, I've, that I've been asking is best practices that you've discovered at Kansas. Since you've only been there for a month, I'm going to open it up. We'll keep it a little more broad. Yeah. So, you know, in this, in this space that you're in, obviously, it's a development phase. It's a listening kind of tour where you're trying to figure out what the next steps are going to be. But what are some best practices that you've kind of gathered from a student athlete development standpoint over the course of your career? Yeah, no, I think one thing that, um, that I've done pretty consistently is um, try and find those people who will be allies and advocates for the actual student athlete development program. So while you know you're inviting everybody, like I'm inviting everybody to be part of this journey, and I want I want everybody to feel really welcome in our hallway and know that if um, you know we send something out and it's uh, our target population might be student athletes. Our coaches and staff are invited to participate and welcome. And if anything, like we want to give them a high five for taking the time, you know, while they're busy to do that. I think, though, generally there are people within your athletics department um, that if just if you just ask, they will support you. So at a place like Georgetown or Richmond, that was for me out of necessity, too, because I didn't necessarily have a team like a full-time staff that was dedicated to this work. And I think trying to get to know people and get to know their strengths and interests, um, what drives people to be in the business office or in communications or, you know, an athletic trainer or sports medicine, and then to find those people and invite them to be part of specific areas of your program, whether it's as a speaker, as a mentor, um, just to, to be kind of in the room and sit back. I think, you know, finding those people, whether it's in the athletics department or within campus. So, you know, one of the opportunities I had at Georgetown was to be involved in a lot of campus 
activities. So whether it's committees, um, you know, working groups, sometimes I was invited to be, you know, the represent the representative from the athletics department, but sometimes I would ask, Hey, is that something I can get involved with, get to know people within campus? And it really opened out, it opened up so many opportunities and resources for me. So I, I would say, you know, I think one thing um, that people sometimes get kind of stuck on are the resources and the funding. And I'm saying this as someone who now is at a power five school, um, right, with a full-time staff that's dedicated to this work. But but there are different ways of doing this. And you can do really, really good work. And good work, I mean, impactful work um, without necessarily needing a ton of, you know, like the I think when people think of kind of the dollars and cents or the the number of staff that's dedicated to this, um, if you can find, if you can be creative and think outside the box. So that that would be one one best practice. Um, I I don't know if this is a best practice, but I think one thing that's to me here at Kansas, but it was also, um, you know, at Georgetown um, and at the University of Richmond and at Longwood, I've been really, really fortunate to have athletic directors who believe in this. Like they believe in this work. They're passionate about it. It doesn't mean they say yes to everything, um, but, you know, they, they're really, really committed. So I mentioned Troy Austin, the University of Richmond. Um, it was Keith Gill, who is now the commissioner at Sunbelt um, Conference. It's making waves. You know, at Georgetown, it was Lee Reed, who's still there and is an amazing athletic director. And now here, it's Travis Goff. Um, and in addition to Travis Goff, we also have our deputy AD, who's our senior woman administrator, um, Nicole Corcoran. Um, so I think having really strong leadership who believes in this work is really critical. So I don't know if that's best practices, because as a practitioner, it's not like you can maybe, you, you might not be able to influence that. But I would say in terms of best practices, where, where have I seen, um, you know, people be able to make a difference and implement programs and, again, like do good work. It's, it's where people believe in, in this and believe in the space um, that we occupy within, you know, the, the organization. I, think I, hope, I hope that helps, but feel free to let me know if I missed on that one, Taylor. No, 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 you're good. I was just going to say, I think it is, it can be a best practice uh, during the interview process or during maybe in a reevaluation mm-hmm. process where you're considering, you know, is this a right fit for me? From a, from a student athlete development practitioner standpoint, you have to look at those kind of things, right? From the top down, it's not just walking into a position. You have to really consider, okay, they're, they want to hire me, but am I going to be supported in what I'm trying to do on this campus? So I think you, you knocked it out of the park. That absolutely was a great answer. Uh, so at this point, I want to, I want to kind of shift. Um, we've, we've kind of covered, you know, what's going on right now. We talked about your, your previous journey, but let's shift into, so the future. And again, um, this is going to be a big ask of you since you, you're just a month in, but let's kind of talk about the next big thing that's going to be happening at Kansas. Yeah, I think to me, this is, um, Part, part of the way I think about this is thinking about what's happening here for us, what's happening that is unique to our student athletes um, here at the university, what is their experience, um, what does that look like, so really trying to understand that, and I think that um, that, in addition to and along with understanding just how the landscape of college athletics is changing, um, and I think that's really significant for anybody that's working with student athletes and trying to support student athletes, um, you know, in a holistic way is understanding that COVID-19 
um, really changed people's experience, right? Like their our student athletes lived experience similar to our own has changed. It's, we're not going back to normal. There's, you know, there, there's a, a now that people are experiencing or student athletes are acclimating to coming back to campus, to sitting in class with a full class, with being able to compete in front of fans, being able to interact with their coaches in a way that they weren't able to for a year and a half. Um, so I, th- I think for me, it's recognizing, you know, the impact of COVID-19 and the fact that we're still in it in terms of, um, you know, just being really cautious and, and maintain, you know, making sure that we're keeping everybody healthy and safe and safe. Um, thinking about the impact of many of the, the different things that have occurred in the last two years on our student athletes' mental health and just the concern and, and what that looks like for us as administrators, as practitioners who are working with student athletes and wanting to support, but understanding that, that student athletes um, and students in general, you know, the, the rates and the numbers um, of student athletes reporting anxiety and depression and uh, many other concerns, but those are the top two, have increased exponentially. I mean, the numbers that we're seeing cannot be ignored. I think that's something that anybody in our space needs to be thinking about because um, while 10 years ago, I may have wanted to, hey, let's maximize people's potential. That's literally the words that I used. I think at this point, while I still wanna do that, I still wanna help really help student athletes thrive. I also recognize that not everybody is in a place where they can thrive. And it's not because of something that we did or didn't do but it's because of a lived experience and, and what that looks like for young people right now. Um, and then another component of that is, you know, with changing legislation, and I'm not trying to be too complex here, Taylor, with your question, but, you know, with the changing of legislation, that now student athletes do have more of a voice and they have more opportunities. And I think that we're seeing student athletes be more active and more active. I know we talked a lot about activism last year, but I think student athletes have recognized the voice that they have to make changes, to um, speak up, to be involved in the process. And I think student athletes, from my understanding here at Kansas, want to do that. They want to be involved in the process. They want to be heard. Um, they want. They don't just want us to do for them. They, they want to be part of the change and part of the process. Um, and have input. And so I think those three things, those are true here. They were also true in a different way and at other institute, you know, previously at, at Georgetown. But when I think of where we're going in the future um, with, with our program here, I think there's some really, really key pieces that we're going to keep and we're going to hold on to and build on and strengthen um, of, of work that we've done. But there's also so many opportunities that we're exploring right now as it relates to how are we how are we going to support our student athletes with name image likeness what does that look like what is our role and responsibility Um, how does it impact men and women differently how does it impact international students um, and domestic students differently Um, you know what what are some of the disparities between student athletes who are really really engaged in the nil space and those who are not Um, i think that that's a new thing for us right i mean that that is a new task for all of us in this space to think about our role and how we're going to approach that um and, and in general i think that really depends on the institution and what you know the expectations are and again i think 
our athletic director, Travis Goff, is just um, so committed to supporting student athletes that, that he's interested in us exploring. Like, wh- what does that look like? Like, what does being excellent, what does um, excelling at this look like? Um, so to me, I'm, I'm really passionate about that, like being the best of what you can, you know, the, the best of what you do. Um, so in the future, I, I, I think I would, you know, par- part of it is exploring name image likeness. Part of it is, is thinking of our student athletes resiliency and thinking of how do we help them manage their experience. Um, you know, and I, I mentioned student athletes identities and thinking of diversity and in, diversity, equity and inclusion, not as a separate thing to student athlete development, but as part of what we're doing. So I think when, when I think of leadership development, when I think of people development, I think of equity as part of that. It's not different than that. We're thinking of how do we, how do we do this, um, you know, all together. So really exciting. I, I think at, um, you know, at Kansas, I'm, I'm really fortunate to be working with amazing people, um, younger professionals and, you know, some veterans who have been here and have, you know, have, have real institutional knowledge that's helped me understand kind of what I'm walking into and um, coaches who have been really supportive and um, other staff members who, who just want to know, uh, you know, where are we going? How can we support? How can we help? So for me, that that's uh, kind of the next, uh, the next step for me, but I see a lot of opportunity in how we support our student athletes. And the, the final thing I would say just um, as a third thing would just be, you know, connecting with alumni. And I think you all do, you, you know, you all with the work that you do, um, you know, within your organization, you, you talk about this, but for us, we had done that. That was actually part of our student athlete development. And, you know, in a couple, a couple of years, it changed just in terms of the structure, but I think there's a lot of opportunity just to connect with alum and to think about just the unique Jayhawk experience. I think that's the one thing I really care about. Like, what is that unique experience and how do we support our current student, our future student athletes, our current student athletes? And our um, and our uh, alum, whether they're younger alum or um, older alum, but just really supporting kind of that life cycle of um, folks who are involved in our community. This is a really good segue because you just touched on so many things that are actively, uh, you know, having an impact on the field, and they're not small things. Like these are these are massive, massive things that are going to have a ripple effect for years to come. So in thinking about that, what do you think the field student athlete development as a field looks like five years down the road? Yeah, I mean, that's like an an impossible question, Taylor. Um, (laughs) I say it at last. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I appreciate it. You know, I, I think that if we, if we stick with our values, if we, um, put our student athletes first, if we develop programs that are really student athlete focused and we can help, I think that if we can help um, our athletics departments keep that as a focus, I think that the role that student athlete development programs will have will be um, really helping and shape the culture of athletics departments. now, I think that also really depends, though, on the priorities of each institution. So when I think of five years from now, and I, I think of, you know, me being at Kansas with the department that we have, I see a lot of really, um, you know, positive relationships that will, uh, 
continue to flourish among student athletes who will feel supported, among staff members who will feel like they're working with a very clear purpose, um, you know, and that we have a really clear vision. Um, but I, I also think, though, that the future of student athlete development and student athlete support staff it, is that it could be named something different in five years. I mean, we have new positions that are coming up, you know, for the first um, time in, you know, a while I saw a few positions open that specifically say either student athlete brand or NIL in the title. Now, if you asked me five years ago, I couldn't have predicted that. Right. Right. So I, I, um, I'm not naive to think that I know what is going to be in five years. What I do know is that we're going to need to be really nimble and flexible in how we do things and being really creative. Um, and I, I like being creative. I like thinking outside the box. Like I, I don't like looking at, you know, my peer and saying, Oh, what are they doing that we should be doing too? It's, I, I think what, what are we doing that, or what are we not doing that we need to do um, for, to support our student athletes? So I think I'm not naive to think that I know what's going to happen in five years. Um, I, I wish I did, but I think in terms of our profession, if we can really anchor ourselves in those values of, um, you know, having a purpose and the purpose is to support our student athletes and then understanding that the ways that we support our student athletes may change, uh, you know, and, and based on our institution, the focus may be a bit different, right? So some institutions might say, I'll give you an example. So when I was at um, Georgetown, I didn't have a staff. It was um, really me leading the way. And I had, um, I was fortunate enough to have uh, an assistant, Oliver um, Moe, who was with me for two years. Um, and he was part of McClendon Future Leaders. So there, there's a lot of really good work happening in our industry. And I just want to give a shout out to that. But, you know, we, I didn't have a full-blown staff. So I knew that if I wanted to be the best at something, I couldn't say, hey, I'm going to do everything you know, at a hundred percent, because the reality is that I wasn't going to be able to be the best at career development, the best at community engagement, the best at leadership development, you know, and, and so forth. So the focus at Georgetown is leadership development. That's a leadership program. Um, and so I, my goal was to be the best that we could be at that. And I think um, recognizing your institutional resources and focus and purpose is really, really critical to uh, folks in our profession as well, because I think it, it's really easy to get overwhelmed and to feel like, oh, look at look at what a Kansas is doing, right? And hey, if I'm a Division three or Division two institution or even a Division one institution, um, that without a, a staff to do this, then it's really easy to get overwhelmed. So I think it's important to kind of set expectations too, just to understand where we're going. So I, again, I don't know if that's a good answer. You know, I think in uh, in five years, though, there, there's definitely going to be there will definitely be things that we don't know about that we didn't talk about today. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. I'm a, I, I snuck that in there as the last one, and I've I've gotten a similar answer I got from from Tori last week. So I'll be eager to see if next week it's it's along those same lines, or if we have somebody who is a future you know can read into the future and and tell us. <laughs> we'll see. I guess you just have to continue tuning in for those who are listening. Uh, but Maya, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It was so great to catch up with you to talk about your student athlete development philosophy and, and all the exciting things that are happening, have been happening in Kansas, but I'm excited to see, you know, where everything goes under your leadership as well. So thank you so much. 
Thank you. Thanks for the invitation. And, um, you know, looking forward to hearing the series, because I think this is a really important thing that you're doing and appreciate all your work in the space as well. Thank you. I appreciate that. If you enjoyed our conversation today, please let us know. You can like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Check back in next week as we interview another industry leader in student athlete development. And don't forget, your journey has power.